Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. I'd like to read from Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 through 14. Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 through 14. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? As surely, assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Now we read a scripture passage where we find Jesus taking his disciples to Mount Olives. And as disciples came to Lord God, they came with three questions. Lord, you talked about this temple. When, Lord, it is going to happen? What will be the sign of your coming? And what will be the sign of the end of the age? Lord, you spoke about this temple of God. When that is going to happen? What will be the sign of your coming? And what will be the sign of the end of the age? Now, there are three questions asked. Most of the time we learn the scripture portion, especially Matthew chapter 23, 24, and 25. And we can to a conclusion saying that it is all about the coming of the Lord. But that's not true. There were three questions asked and Jesus was very particular to answer all these three questions. But one such answer Jesus gave to the disciples is what we read in verse 12. One of the signs of the end of the age, one of the signs of the coming of the Lord is what is stated in verse 12. Jesus said, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Because wickedness will abound, because of the wickedness, the love will grow cold. You know, there is no doubt that we are living in a time where the love 
is already cold the love is already frozen we don't see the real love today among people either it be the people who are living outside the church or people who are inside the church we are certainly living in a time where love has grown cold as Jesus was talking to his disciples, probably disciples did not understand what Jesus was telling, especially in the whole scripture, especially in, verse two, in chapter 24. But Jesus was telling certain things that are it to him, it to come, it to happen. And one such thing Jesus told, Jesus spoke, was about love. You know, today we believe, we know that love is the foundational truth of Christianity. You know, love is what we stand today on. Love is what we stand today for. Think about our Lord Jesus Christ. Because God loved us, He sent His only begotten Son. You know, love is the kind of relationship that Lord God is expecting us to, you know, as we come to Lord God. Love is what is expect, God is expecting us to establish among ourselves as fellow believers. Love is what the world is expecting from the children of God. As we see here, Jesus was predicting the days that we are living today. And Jesus said, the days will come, the love of many will grow cold. You know, this morning I just want to, you know, talk to you about love. You know, most of the time we talk so many things about, you know, they are very deep in theology. But this morning, we, just going, we are going, just going to discuss something very simple that's about love. You know, scripture talks about, our theology talks about three different loves, if you remember. The agape love, the eros, and the philia. There are three different types of love. The theology talks about... Agape love is the kind of love that God showed on mankind, an unconditional love. Eros is the love that is, you know, that comes out of emotion. Filio is the kind of brotherly love that God expects us to have among ourselves. There are many different kinds of love, but this morning, all these kinds of love that we talked about, Jesus told the love is growing cold. Love is growing cold in the church, among families, and even in the world. Love is growing cold. You know, if you think about your old days, the good old days that you lived, you started your life. You remember the value that we had for families. The value that we had for elders. The value we had for our, our teachers. The value we had for our pastors, our preachers. We don't find that anymore today. We don't find that, you know, we may say various reasons, but eventually it will boil down to love. To love. The relationship that God is expecting with Him. He's expecting that to be born out of love. And this morning I just want to, you know, outline my sermon under these three contexts. One is the love that we have for God. The love that we have for our family members. And the love that we have towards others. Love that we have for our God. Love that we have among family members. And love that we have towards others. The love for God. Jesus said, the days will come. Love for God is growing, 
going to grow cold. The love for God is going to grow cold. You know, today we see the love for God is growing cold. You know, we cannot deny the way people come to Christ and the way people leave away, walk away from Christ. You know, today many will follow Lord God, but there are very few serve God out of love. You know, today there are many people are there to say, I will do this, I will do that for God. But if you really ask a question, how many of you are trying to serve God just out of love? There are very few. You know, this morning as we speak, probably I need to analyze my life. And so as we all need to analyze our lives. How is the love that, how much is the love that we have for God? How that love is doing that we have towards our Lord God? Now, the easy way to know, get an answer for that is just go back to the days when we got saved. That go back to the days when we decided to follow Lord God. The days when we decided to quit our job and said, Lord, I will, no matter what it is, Lord, I will follow you. Go back to those good old days and think about those days when we were standing firmly, faithfully for Lord God. Love for God is growing cold. You know, people at times they try to walk with God. They try so many things with God today. And when nothing works out, they walk away from God. You know, we see people coming to Lord God with a motivation, with an aim, with an objective of getting something from God. And they come to God and they decide to serve God. But then nothing happens. The sickness is not left. Probably their debt condition is not good. Probably their family situation is not becoming better. They try everything and finally they decide to leave God and walk away from God. Love for God is growing cold. Today people follow Lord God just for blessings. You know, they follow, they want to do things for God only if God can bless them. And if we do not see the blessings in their lives, they stop serving God. You know, anything that is not born out of love. Scripture says anything that is not born out of faith is a sin. That's what scripture says. I don't want to add to the scripture, but this morning I believe anything that we are trying to do, which is not out of love, is probably a waste. It's probably a waste. Jesus was telling to his disciples, love for God is going to go grow cold in the days which are to come. And you and I are witnessing such days in our lives and in our churches. We don't see passionate people anymore. We don't see people who are zealous for God anymore. We don't see people who just follow God until the point of, point of death. We don't see such people anymore. It is very rare to see people. We see mass getting, you know, gathered together at the churches. But out of that, how many are coming to serve God just out of love that they have for God? You know, today we decide to serve God at times because if I don't do this, probably, you know, this may not happen in my life. If I just don't do this for God, if I do not give, probably my finances are not going to be blessed. You know, when we, when, when we do something for God, we expect. It is good to expect, but nothing can replace. Nothing can settle 
that love that we have for God. Nothing can change that love that we have for God. You know, this morning God is you know, leaving a challenge to you and me. He is asking me, am I serving God out of love? Out of love. You know, today we see very, you know, very rarely we see people taking a step of sacrifice. We want to serve God in when we have all the comforts with us. And we want to serve God. We want to live for God when everything is going well in our lives. But when things are not going well, how do we react? You know, that's the kind of question that you and I need to ask today. Things are not going to go well every time. Because we are living in a world. As I spoke last week, God has promised us tribulations. God has not only promised blessings, God also promised us troubles. Because we are still human, we are not angels. I was talking to my neighbor around the other day. I asked him one question, how is your wife doing now? He said, no, we just uh, send, her, send her to Shanax because my daughter cannot handle anymore. She's in palliative care. And, uh, you know, he was so upset. Uh, all that I could say to him is just we pray for you, pray for your wife. Things are not going to go well every time. But if you do not follow God out of the love that we have for him, you know, when things are not going well, when things are not, you know, in favor of us, we tend to walk away from God. You know, I believe before those days come in our lives, it is better for us to sit and think about, why do I follow God? Why do I do things for God? And this morning, we are listening to Lord God, telling His disciples, love for God is going to grow cold. Just want to turn your attention to 1 John chapter 5. Let's read from 1 John. Chapter 5, verses 2 and 3. Here John writes, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begot also loves him, who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. Loving God is also keeping his commandments. How do we love God? How do we show that, Lord, my love is not growing cold? It's simply by keeping the commandment of God. Not by taking the Ten Commandments out of our context, but walking according to the law of God. Walking according to the law of God. You know, in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 and 39, the very well-known scripture, the greatest commandment that God, Lord God, had given to us. Matthew 22, 37, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. You know, what is the first and greatest commandment? Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. It simply tells us today that we need to love God with all that we have within us. The life that God has given to us, the breath that God has given to us is to love Him. 
You know, God expects such a love relationship with you and me. And this morning, we are talking about love growing cold. The days that we are living in today. You know, Jesus spoke to Peter, if you remember, before he was caught up into the heavens. As Jesus appeared to his disciples, he just opened the eyes of the disciples by spending a few minutes at the side of the lake. We read that in John chapter 1, 21, verses 15 to 17. You know, this is a very important scripture in the life of a child of God. John chapter 21, verses 15 to 17. I do not know in what context you read this scripture portion earlier, but this morning we are just going to read this together. John chapter 21, verses 15 to 17. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Verse 17, John 21. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus again, third time, Jesus said, feed my sheep. A simple definition. If you want to love if you want to keep your love not getting, not becoming cold, feed his sheep. Feed his sheep. Jesus asked the question, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord, I love you. Jesus said, if you love me, feed my sheep. You know, feeding the sheep, feeding the lambs is the only sign of us loving God. What does it mean to us? What does it really mean to say, feed my sheep? It's exactly the testimonies that you shared today, what Debbie shared and what Sister Mercy shared. Feeding sheep, feeding people that they are living around us, not only preaching in the church, but in our workplaces, wherever we go. Just, you know, smile at them and speak to them and tell them about Christ slowly. Feeding his sheep is the way to tell God that I love you. You know what? There are many other ways we try to love God. We try to give. We try to serve. We try to sing. We try to pray. We try to live a holy life. We do all those things to tell Him, Lord, Lord, I love you. It's all good. But more than everything, start feeding the sheep of God. Start feeding people with the love of Christ. You don't need to invite them. You don't need to you know, really tell them to all the theology. But just tell them, Jesus loves you. Because Jesus died for you. I know Jesus died for my life. I have Jesus living in me. So I love you. So I love you. I just want to talk to you. I know the situation that you are going through. I just want to be with you. I just want to stand beside you. Because I love you. Because the love of Christ is in my life. You know, Jesus spoke to Peter saying, There will be time in your life. You will be hated by everybody. You will not be loved by people. But this I want to tell you. Continue to feed my sheep. Continue to share the gospel. Continue to share the good news about Christ. Now, Jesus on that day. When he was standing in the midst of seven churches. 
He looked at the church of Ephesus. And this is what he spoke to church of Ephesus. We read that in Revelation chapter 2. If you can turn with me quickly. Revelation 10, chapter 2. We read the words that Jesus spoke to the church of Ephesus. So verses 1 through 5. Especially in verse 4 he says, You do all these good things. I honor you. I appreciate you. Verse 4, Revelation 2, 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. You know, here we have a warning that God is giving to the church of Ephesus. And he was telling the church of Ephesus, you left your first love. This morning we are talking about our love towards God growing cold. Our love towards God growing cold. That love starts you know, growing cold the moment we left the first love. The first love is the love the day when you cried to God and accepted Him as your Savior. That is the first love, the day when you committed, stood in the midst of people and said, Lord, I will serve you, Lord, no matter what it takes. That is the first love. And this morning, God is telling the church to go back to that first love and start loving God. Start loving God. Start feeding His sheep. Start following the commandment of God. And this morning, God is telling us that love to God should never grow cold. Secondly, Love among family members. Jesus, as he was speaking to the disciples, he was telling them, the love among, among the family members is going to grow cold. You know, today we have many practical evidences today to show that love is deteriorating in families. No love among the husband and wife. No love among parents and children. No love among the you know, brothers and sisters. Love is declining inside the family setup. You know, when you speak to some of the old parents, those who are around by the grace of God still, they have a lot of complaints. You know, even when I speak to my mom, she, has, she asks these questions. Did you call your brother? How many times you spoke to him? Did he call you? Is he visiting you? There is a concern in the hearts of parents today, especially the older parents, knowing that things are not going well. Things are not going well. You know, no doubt that we are living in a time where the love among family members is deteriorating. And I believe you and I have a role to play there. You and I have a role to play there. There is no love for grandparents. There is no love for grandparents today. You know, today we see in the world, unless, you know, not like in the earlier days, today we see there's a great race of, you know, divorce everywhere. We see children born out of marriage, outside of marriage. We see increase, you know, living together and cohabitation. What what what, What all these things tell us today? They tell us there is no love among family members. Children are born not out of love. Not out of love. 
You know, there are divorce happening. There is no question of love there in such families. People want to just live together and separate at any point of time. Those relationships are not birthed out of love. We are in living, we are living in such a time today where Jesus was telling his disciples, you know, the coming of the Son of Man is at the doorstep when you see such things happening in your life. And today we are the witnesses. Love among family members is growing cold. You know, this morning I don't want to just leave without reading the warnings that Scripture is giving to you and me. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 5. For some of us it may be just a repetition, but it's the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 33, Scripture says, Nevertheless, let each one of you, in particular, so love his own wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. Nevertheless, let each one of you, in particular, so love his own wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. Jesus is talking about, Paul is writing about the love that we need to see today in our families. We have time for everything, but we don't have time to love our spouses. You know, the relationship that we have today in families is born out of love. It's a plan of God. That's the reason God has united us as husband and wife. And scripture says very clearly, you need to love your own wife. God is asking us to take time to love our spouses. You know, this morning it is very important because we are living in a time where things are very easily taken out away from our family situation and we don't have time for such things anymore. You know, most of the time when this is spreading away in our family, I just start, I will just start realizing and thinking because I don't know how many days I'm going to live together in the same fashion I have today. I don't know how many more days. When the days are given to me, I take, I do my best to love her. I do my best to take care of her, to care for her, because that becomes my priority. That becomes my priority than the ministry that I am in today. That becomes my priority. If I don't do this, I will be judged. There is no doubt about it. And this morning, I believe we are living in the days where love, is, love among families is deteriorating. And God is looking at you and me and telling me, you need to love your wife. Titus chapter 2, verse 4. We see a beautiful scripture there. Titus 2, 4. Most of the time we stop in that scripture, but this morning we are just going to go into Titus and reading verse 2, 4. Chapter 2, verse 4. That they admonish the young women to love their husbands and to love their children. Loving husbands and loving children is what God commanded us to do in our families. We are living in a time where love is deteriorating. Children walk away from God. Children go away from houses just only because they don't find love there in the houses anymore. As a parent, if you love your child, the children will be with you until the day of her or his marriage. They don't want to just go away from home. They just prefer to just hang around because they get love. They get love. Parents, this morning God is telling us that we need to love our children 
And wives, we need to love your husband. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Ephesians chapter 6. I'm just giving scriptures. I'm not really preaching. I'm just listing down a couple of scriptures this morning. I wish that's what I want to do. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That it may be well with you. And you may live long on the earth. You know, scripture is saying, only way someone can find a long life on this earth is by honoring parents. Honoring your father and mother. You know, it is very important. It is part of the commandment too. God is telling church, start honoring your parents. Parents may not be with you. They may not be just next to you. Just talk to them and encourage them. You know, they may have so much of emotional struggle when the days are old. But just call them and talk to them and visit them whenever possible. It is very important to bring the love to the families as we are living in the days where love among families is deteriorating. Proverbs 13, 24 says, you need to love your child by how. How we can do that? He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him, discipline him promptly. By bringing discipline in the life of a child, it is a sign that we love the child. You know, God has given us so much of responsibility towards our family. Jesus was looking at the disciples and telling him, love among family members is going to deteriorate. Finally, Love towards others. Love towards others. This morning it's very important that we realize how important the love, how important love is in our lives. Without love, nothing works. Without love, child doesn't learn discipline. Without love, you cannot expect the love you get, you expect from a spouse, from your spouse. Because love is something that we give and we take. Except the agape love. God is telling us we need to love others. Love for others is growing cold. You know, this morning I just want to, you know, just turn your attention to some of the things that are happening today around the world. Just think about the human torture that is going on today. There is so much of increase of human torture. How many young girls are taken as captives and tortured? The kind of us abuse, the physical abuse and the sexual abuse that are going on today. The homicides and you know the, 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 you know, the merciless killing today that is happening around us. We are talking about the love that God is expecting us to show to this generation. You know most of the time such things happen because people are very selfish. There are people out there, they enjoy, they take pleasure by torturing someone. There are hundreds of people out there. You know, they just take pleasure. They enjoy seeing somebody being tortured. Somebody brought to the point of death cruelly. There are people outside. We are living in such a stage, such a lifetime that Jesus spoke before. Selfishness. Not really caring about others' sufferings. You know, they don't really think about, you know, the pain that they go through. You know, certainly when our family is afflicted, when our family members is, member is tortured, we feel the pain. But Jesus was extending that love. You and I, we were not, of, not part of his family. 
but he came he gave us life only because he knows we can't handle that pain in hell he doesn't want us to experience that pain in hell he was so concerned if jesus would have been selfish probably that's what we deserve but today he was selfless his selfless motivation brought him down to this world as he gave us life for us today morning we are talking about love towards others growing cold think about the increase in the number of massacre that is happening today you know this morning god is telling the church it is not just sitting in the church and trying to grow more and more spiritually but it is time to go out and share that love at least to one soul if you can tell that soul jesus loves you probably the pain that she is going through the similar pain she doesn't need to go through in the eternal hell at least we can save that soul from the eternal hell jesus is talking about the love for others growing cold in matthew chapter 22 Again Jesus is telling about the second commandments that he wants us to follow. Matthew 22 verse 39. Matthew 22:39. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. First commandment was that we need to love our Lord God with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our mind. But now the second commandment that is given to you and me is to love our neighbor as ourselves now that's 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 not that easy that's not that easy now when you think about your neighbor there are so many things come in our mind right but god is telling you you and me in spite of all that your neighbor is trying to do love them as you love yourself you know that really breaks the definition of love today love is not only to us love is not only to my family with the same love jesus is expecting me to love my neighbor he is a stranger he doesn't he's not from my own nation i don't know him but jesus is telling me to love him how do we do that simple things when you drive out When your neighbor is standing there just wave your hands. Just go and take time to talk to them. Just go and speak to them, visit them, try to know what is going on in their life. Jesus is expecting us to love our neighbors. You know, I believe it is a practical relationship is what Jesus is talking about this morning. Jesus is not talking about just containing confining that love of God within us but Jesus in fact is talking about that we need to step out to love somebody. Let's turn to John chapter 13. We see read again the precious words of our Lord Jesus Christ here. John chapter 13 verses 34 and 35. John 13 34 35. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. that you also love one another by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another you know what a beautiful definition for disciple who is the disciple of lord god someone who loves 
others. Someone who loves others is the disciple, the definition for the disciple of God. Disciple is not just the one who always follows the master. Disciple is not just the one who always follows the commandment of God. Disciple also takes time to go out and love the world that the world that, that is seeking for real love. And I believe this morning God is telling you and me, we need to start loving people. You know, we need to start loving people. You know, most of the time you and I have complaints when we start peeping, start, you know, seeing people, the way they behave, the way they do things, we don't like. It's true that, you know, we don't like everything, but can we start loving them? Can we just ask God, Lord, give me such a heart. Even though I don't like what they do, Lord, give me a heart to love them. Give me a heart to love them. First Corinthians 13, 1 is the warning for you and me. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of an angel, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Simply tells. Only the symbol of a music instrument, if you touch that, hit that, it's capable of making noise. When you take love out of our lives, when we speak in tongues, God says, it is just only a noise, which will be there in the air for a while, and it will fade away. It doesn't impact anybody. It doesn't affect anybody. It's just only a sound wave <coughs> that eventually dies by itself. When we have, don't have love for others, the things that we try to do for God will remain for a while, for a while, and they will just fade away. They will just fade away. But when we start loving others, we find the real meaning of what we speak. When we start loving others, we find the real meaning of our relationship with Lord God. Because Jesus said, the same way I love you, I want you to love others. And this morning we are talking about love becoming cruel, cold. We are living in the days where love for God is becoming cold. Love for family members becoming cold. And love for others becoming cold. But the question you and I have right now is how do I develop that love? There are three keys to develop this love in our lives. And I believe all of us need to do that because somewhere along the line, we just lost that first love. And this morning, God is telling you, God is calling you. I called you because I want you to go and love these people. I want you to just love them and be with them. But this morning, we are trying to, you know, keep ourselves away from the crowd. Jesus is telling us that we need to start increasing the love. The amount of love that we have in our lives need to increase towards God, towards family members, and towards the people who are living outside. How do we do that? Just three keys. First of all, <coughs> admit that Jesus is the source of true love. Very simple things. Number one, admit that Jesus is the source of true love. 
there is a difference when you love somebody and then someone else who is not Christian loving somebody. You love that person out of the love that you receive from God. You know, every time when we you know, encounter, when we come across discussion, arguments with people, let this be in the back of our mind. We need to love them just because we, do, we like them, not because we like, not because we like them. Not because, you know, they do something just, you know, to please us. We need to love them only because Christ loved me. Admit that Jesus is the true source of love, true love. Number two, choose to receive that love from Jesus daily. You know, the days when I walk out of home, my house, without having enough time at the feet of God to be wet by his love, I cannot love people. The true love comes from Lord God because he's the true source of true love. And I need to choose to receive that love from Jesus daily. How do I do that? Sitting at the feet of God. When I sit at the feet of God and tell him, Lord God, I don't deserve your love. But Lord, but please, please Lord, do not take that love you set upon my life. I need to be loved because I don't get the real love from someone else. People don't like me because, Lord, of various reasons. But I want your love. When you choose to receive that love daily from Lord God, we will be able to give that love. Number three, practice giving this love to others. Once we, once we know the true source of love, once we choose to receive love from Lord Jesus Christ, and now start practicing that love to give that love to others. You know, I believe that's what is practical today. That's what scripture is teaching us. Just start giving that love to somebody. Just, you know, when Jesus was walking in the streets of Galilee, you know, in the streets of Capernaum, he came across many sick people. And word of God says, every time when he saw someone, you know, going through pain, Word of God says, Jesus moved with compassion. Where? From where that compassion came from? Jesus was sitting at the feet of God and receiving that love of God. He was loved by God the Father. The Father's love came to Lord God. And that's the love we see as Jesus started ministering to people. And you and I need that love. We need that love. And that love we can obtain only in the presence of God. And that love led Jesus to perform miracles. You know, miracles are, will come today out of love. When we love people, when we take their burden as our burden and start praying for them, you know, we see things happening. Pastor Philip shared this morning, when someone is going through difficulty, they took the phone and prayed with her. You know, they just interceded for her and they encouraged her to stand. And we see miracles. Miracles will happen, you know, when we start moving out of the love that we have for Christ. With that same love, when we start people loving people, we see great things happening. You know, I believe this morning, let's, let's, let's close our eyes. Just get into a time of prayer. God is very particular. More than anything that we do here, God is telling us this morning, the love is growing cold. There's no doubt the love is growing cold. He doesn't want that to happen. He doesn't want that to happen in the church, inside the church. He doesn't want that to happen inside the family. 
If it continues, it will break the family. It will, if it continues, it will damage the relationship. And this morning, God is telling us, it's time that we need to set things right in our family, among our children, between spouses. Lord God wants us to show the love to the family members and to show the love to the people who are living outside. I need to ask this question, simple question within me. Do I have that love increasing within me? Do I have that love increasing within me every day? Let's be real this morning. Let's be practical. It's time to talk to God. It is time to respond to the word. Let's take a moment and ask him, Lord, give me that love. Give me that love. For some reason, I'm not able to love her. Love him the way you expect me to love him. Lord, maybe the words were so deep. Maybe some of those deeds were not easily forgettable. But this morning, God is reminding you just ask God for more grace. Ask God for the real love. Just ask Him. Just ask Him as we pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of us are so timid and so shy to go and share the love of Christ. If we continue to remain in that face, the love, that little love that we have within us is going to fade away. Just ask God for courage. Ask God for help to go and share that love with somebody. Hallelujah. Some of us want to be used for the Lord God in the ministry. Some of us want to do great things for God because God has called us. We may be waiting for the time, the appointed time of God in our lives. But this morning, God is reminding you, do not allow your love to grow cold. It is very important that you keep up that love as you keep up everything else. This morning, it is very important to keep up that love growing. Keep that love growing. Only that love can drive you into the ministry. Only that love can drive you into the, to the people, those who are in need. Only that love will help us to find where the need is, where the harvest is. And this morning, God is reminding you to keep our eyes open as we love God, as we develop the love for people. This morning, if we don't have, just submit to God. Surrender to God. It is true that we have fallen somewhere. It is true that we left that first love. This morning, can you just cry out to God, Lord? Lord, I need that first love. I need that first love, Lord. I am perfect in everything, but I fail like the church of Ephesus. This morning, help me. This morning, help me, Lord. If you are crying to God this morning, really from the bottom of your heart, I am sure God is pouring that love upon you. God is pouring that love upon you. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this moment, Lord, that we are trying to, Lord God, come closer to you. 
We are trying to repair that brokenness. We are trying to repair that relationship that is broken between you and me, oh God. This morning it is a time, Lord. Precious time that we are walking into right now, oh God. As we are trying to repair that altar, oh God. It is broken right now, oh God. We don't have a place where we can sit and receive the love of God. This morning God is asking you to repair that altar. When you get up from the bed, just go to that altar and kneel down and pray to Him. Just simply to receive the love of Christ. This morning God is speaking to you. Thank you Lord, precious Heavenly Father. We as a church Lord, come together in your presence Lord. And we say sorry. We have left that first love somewhere along the line. Lord, things have deteriorated in our lives. Lord, things are not really happening good. Somewhere the world is overpowering us because we see love growing cold in the world. We see the shadow of it falling in the church, Lord, falling in my life. This morning I ask you, you would help me, Lord. Help me to increase in love towards you and among my family and among my fellow brethren, oh God. Father, this morning, we all need your grace, Lord. Father, this morning, give us, Lord, your grace so that, Lord, we are filled with that love. Filled with that love. Then, Lord, our tongues will have meaning. Then will our words will have meaning, oh, Father God. This morning, I pray that you would continue to speak to us. Continue to, Lord, help us to live in the way that you want us to live, Lord, among the people who are not serving you yet. This morning, Father, give us grace. Send us with your peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.